0: Buckle your seatbelt and hold on where We're Nashville, Nashville music, music scene comes alive. Right where you are. You're listening to Notable Nashville Podcast with your host, Groove Dr. J. Don't miss a beat.
1: Hey guys, this is Tucker Nicole, and this is Nah mm, I'm a,
2: I'm a Send My French 75 wire. Run your mouth into overdrive. I'ma fall back. You can do what you like, though I can't expect you to be civilized. Yeah, do I need you? Wanna see you? Will I believe you? No, it's keeping you up late at night. Should you call me? Can you reach me? Am I sorry? Nah, 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 nah. back now it's so easy to call yeah I was fire you were alcohol and you lost your right to be concerned when you were fanning flames just to watch me burn so do I need you wanna see you well I believe you now it's keeping you up late at night should you call me can you reach me now I'm sorry nah 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 try apologize and I can see right through say goodbye don't jazz, cause that won't work for you you've lost your mind I won't reply not worth my time oh no
0: everybody thanks for tuning in to notable nashville podcast our guest today is tucker nicole so thanks for joining us today
1: thanks for having me
0: thanks for playing that tune it's just called nah yeah i like it it. i like it (laughs) yeah nah so uh is that a, a newer one i don't think is that on the on the new album yes okay yeah
1: so that's brand new as of friday yeah, just like yeah. the other day, You just released, last Friday.
0: You just released that new album, uh, Too Close to Home. Yes. And uh, how, how does it feel being out in the world?
1: It's really weird because I've been listening to the whole thing on like my little box app for uh-huh. so long, and now there's other people that actually can listen to it too. Absolutely. It feels really soul bearing but fun and exciting at the same time.
0: Yeah, I really like it. I've been listening to it ever since like I just found out about you as an artist, but I also found out that you went to Belmont as well. We kind of have some mutual friends. Yeah. So um, my best friend out in LA is Ravon Owen, and he's been on the show a couple of times. But
1: <laughs> I love Ravon.
0: You kind of took classes with him or
1: Yeah. I mean, when you go to Belmont, I mean, first of all, Belmont from here to anywhere, right? Right. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. Um, I studied commercial music voice performance and uh-huh. so did he. So, I mean, it's, it's always a very small group of us that are always together. We took yeah. a ton of classes together. Wow. So you were, awesome.
0: You were also in that group Phoenix, which is kind of a high level singing uh, oh, group yeah. at Belmont. Um, how did you, did you, do you, you have to go through a lot auditions to get into that? Yeah.
1: It's like a whole extensive process and people will legit cry if they don't get in. Like it's a big deal. And I remember there's, you, you are suggested to audition for a bunch of them. So I think I auditioned for Phoenix was my number one. I want to say I auditioned for company, which was more like performance based, but Mm -hmm. it was kind of more show tunes, which wasn't completely my vibe, but I thought it would be, if I didn't get into Phoenix, it would be really great for experience on stage and everything. Yeah. So I went through all the auditions for that. And for that one you had to do. Singing and dance auditions, and actually the dance was more, (laughs) more extensive. Oh wow! And I'm like, I'm choreographable, but I'm not like a dancer, dancer. But I mean, I I made it through (laughs) that one, but no, I thankfully made it into Phoenix, and that's awesome. Loved it. It's, I mean, you feel like little VIP section of Belmont once you get in, which is so funny. Oh,
0: you're in Phoenix? Wow. Like
1: looking back, it's like, okay, it was just, it's technically just another class, but (laughs) I mean, you have to audition to get in the
2: class and everybody just feels so cool. Like we made it. Exactly. Look at us.
0: Look at us. I I always thought you guys were cool in Phoenix. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. But also, I mean, we can't brush by the fact that you were a former Miss Tennessee. I mean, oh, yeah. anywhere that you look up your name, it's like former <laughs> Miss Tennessee. So tell me the story of how that happened or how you even got uh, to, to that point.
1: Yeah. See, I, people, when they hear that I was Miss Tennessee, they assume that I just like competed in pageants for my whole life. I did not. I didn't do pageants until when I was 17, my first one, and I won Miss Tennessee USA at 20. So I had a few pageants under my belt, but... I mean, I didn't know how to do makeup. I didn't know how to do my hair. And you had to do your own hair and makeup for oh, these things. Oh, you couldn't
0: have anybody help you No, back
1: then you couldn't. Now you can. They changed it uh, finally, oh, wow. which is nice. But I'm like, dang, that would have been nice back then <laughs> to have. But it made me learn. And it, it I mean, definitely had to learn how to step out of my box and everything. And I felt like something like Miss USA competing for that would be something that would correlate over into my career anyway. Because I am on stage and I want to be on stage. uh uh-huh. I mean, we have a a swimsuit portion, so I feel like if you can stand up there proudly, like in your swimsuit, there's not much more that's going to make you nervous. (laughs) So,
0: so what made you want to even compete for that? Were you just like, "Oh, okay, this is something I want to do"?
1: I grew up watching Miss USA and Miss Universe, and I always was like, "I want to do that one day."
0: Wow. So, well, congratulations, you did. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, what? What? is after that, is it kind of just like a title and then you go about your business or
1: you win, um, uh, Miss Tennessee or whatever state USA for me, Tennessee. So from there you go on to compete at Miss USA uh-huh. and, um, that year it was in Vegas. So we were out there for like two weeks preparing and that was back when Donald Trump on the pageant. Oh, so wow. he like comes out there and has an assistant next to him holding a notepad and pen and we're all 51 of us, so 50 states plus DC, we're all standing in a semicircle on stage dressed to the nines because they're like, the, the boss is here, the boss is here. So you guys have to be, you know, on your best, at your best. And so he's standing up there with, I can't, I can't recall who was with him. I want to say Paula Shugart, who was um, the president of the organization at the time. And he's taking notes, like he would go walk by, Not he didn't talk to everybody. So he blazed right past right past somebody, but if he talked to you, we all ended up in the top fifteen.
0: oh, so that was the that was the um indication that you were moving forward is yes. him talking to you
1: very much so and we didn't really know um like how that would all go, but yeah he uh he talked to me for a little while and that was right after the the big floods had happened because I was one of the last flights out that day oh wow um but yeah he uh <laughs> he just surveyed us all that's and crazy. then uh, but he, he he, went through.
0: so you said that he doesn't do that anymore or, or no was that just because he was president or? he
1: sold it before like as he was starting to get ready for the campaign because that's when he unloaded uh, the pageant okay. um but yeah it was uh it was an interesting experience
0: <laughs> that does sound for very, sure. very interesting but I do want to kind of talk about the new album a little bit about like who you wrote it with. And we were talking a little bit pre-interview that you go out to LA yeah. and, uh, write with people and record, but what's the, what was the process like for Too Close to Home?
1: So the idea for it came, I mean, for honestly, that album was 30 years in the making cause oh, it's wow. very much my life story and everything. But, um, I had actually written and recorded an entire other entirely other project. I was in March, 2020 in the studio with the stereotypes who um, you might know them from Bruno Mars. That's what I like. Like, and so I've, I've got a long standing relationship with those guys uh-huh. and I have a whole album that I wrote with them. And so then I'm s- starting to think about my release and everything. And then the pandemic hits and I'm just at home and I'm like, well, what do you do now? And I had talked about getting back in the studio with, um, some newer people just to kind of, you know, stretch out cause I'd always worked with the same people. And my friend recommended, um, a producer duo named, um, Adam and JL and their duo name is, uh, produ- producer name is cut and dry. Um, and so I scheduled some dates with them like fall of the pandemic. So I had to like do all the tests and everything and get out there, but uh-huh. Yeah. One day I just got brave because I'd been sitting with a bunch of, you know, I feel like everybody during the pandemic just kind of sat there and had a lot of time to think. Yeah, And I started really having to address and process a lot of childhood trauma and everything that I had. And the guys, when I got on the phone with them, um, Adam and JL, they're like, all right, what do you want this project to sound like? What do you want to do? And I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to address my childhood trauma. And they're like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah, let's, I think I'm ready to do it. It's something that I I had been scared to talk about for so long. And I just was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And I made it, made it a a point to, to get that rolling. Yeah. That's really brave. That's what we did.
0: That's awesome. And I think it's so important to talk about issues like mental health, like you do on this album and, um, What kind of, uh, did it, did it, was it therapeutic for you to, to sing about it and and put it out? Yeah.
1: Major. I mean, the, the first song we wrote from that album, the, it started as an EP. Um, so day one we wrote not my business and actually that morning before I went into the session, I was like getting ready for the day and I just kept hearing in my head, like
2: not my business
1: anymore, and it just stuck in my head, so I walked in. I was like, I think I got a line. Like, I think we can build from here. And so then that's what we did, and we wrote the whole song and then recorded it that night. So everything you hear on the album was written in ten days. That's so ten songs, ten days. Oh my gosh! Written on two different trips. where five days for our five songs and five days on one trip, and then a month and a half later, went back in and and.
0: Is that kind of and, a normal process for you? Is how yeah. you how you write and record?
1: Yeah, because I I'm a mom of three. And oh, I live wow. here in Nashville and I prefer to work out of Nashville, excuse me, work out of LA whenever I'm writing and recording. So I have to be really efficient with my time. Uh-huh. So I've learned to be prepared when I go into a session and know exactly what I want to say or what I want to do, or at least have some kind of idea to make the session time.
0: For sure. I mean, seamless. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Definitely. How how old are your uh, kids? Got, you said you had three.
1: I have three. I have three little girls. My oldest is um, she's eight, and then my youngest are twins, and they're five.
0: Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Well, um, I commend you. I don't think I would. I don't think I could handle having three kids, but um. it's so
1: much fun. <laughs> they're a blast.
0: Um, but yeah, for sure. Um, what what's your favorite song? Do you have a favorite song on that on that you just put out?
1: You know it depends on the day and the vibe that I'm feeling. I feel like today is more of like a nah kind of day. Uh-huh. Um, just cause I like how it's, I mean, you're unbothered about anything and that's how I'm feeling today, I guess.
0: I love it. I love it.
1: But I, I think my favorite like sentimental favorite would be to you just cause that one was hard to, to write and record just because it was so honest. And, um, Yeah, I don't know if you can really hear it in there, but I am definitely crying throughout (laughs) that song, and I had to keep kind of taking little breaks and everything just because it was very much like a letter to the person it's about and um, who I don't speak to anymore. And since I don't have communication with them anymore, it was very much like a, I know you're listening. You're going to hear this, so here you go.
0: (laughs) Do you you still get emotional when you sing it? Yeah. 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 But that, that was kind of the reasoning of doing it?
1: Yeah, it was everything that, it it was everything that I had wanted to say, or at least a a big, there's so much to say to, to that subject. But I mean, um, that was just kind of a summary of, you know, what you did, you know, how you make me feel. And this is, this is why, (laughs) this is why I'm not around anymore. And, and, um, you get to live with that.
0: Yeah, that is powerful yeah. that, that you get to, that's your truth. You get to, yeah. you get to write it, you get to sing it. Um, I wanted to know, cause you've written with a lot of kind of like high level writers like, uh, that, that have written with Normani and other people yeah. like that. How did you get connected? Is that your connections through just the industry of how long you've been doing it?
1: Yeah. Like these guys I met through my friend, um, Dan Fratoni, who lives in LA and he had heard some of my stuff and was like, I think you guys would work really well together. And he brought in Mary Whites, who's written with Fletcher and um, Alina Baraz. And she's so crazy talented. Like, uh-huh. I, I love working with Mary. and I'm actually going to work with her again in a few weeks when I go oh, cool. back out there. Um, and then the stereotypes, I actually met kind of because of Miss USA. Um, I... A friend of mine that was out there grew up with Ray Romulus, who is one of the stereotypes. Okay. Um, And my friend Eric was like, hey, whenever you're out in L.A. next, you got to, you know, you got to meet my friend Ray's, you know, this production group. And they were kind of early on at that point. And so I'd gone out to L.A. and and met with them and they were just so cool. And
0: that's awesome.
1: And then we started working together and like in the future.
0: Do you have any like dream rights that you would be like? I really want to write with this person.
1: Babyface, oh, number really? one, John Mayer, um, Justin Vernon. Uh, yeah, I would love to write with him. And actually, I want to. I really want to work with Taylor Swift. Really? Yes, because I was in her music video "Teardrops for My Guitar" back oh, no in. Way. Uh, she and I are the same age. Um, I think I'm a little. I'm like a few months older than she is. But um, yeah, when I was. We were both seventeen and I was in that video. Oh, that's cool. And I played the other girl, the one that the guy that she had a crush on, uh, was actually dating. And I got so much like random hate from her fandom because they thought I was like the actual oh, that girl. Was real? But I'm like, guys, Taylor <laughs> paid me to be here. She's not gonna like <sighs> cast somebody right. who she hates like and she was so cool she was really cool so it would be really fun to see like full circle and and I love her writing yeah anyway, that,
0: that'd be amazing it'd be I lo- fun to like put it together I love that she's re-recording everything and yeah like sticking it to the man
1: so yeah. dope I love that for her
0: I actually ran into her on her 19th birthday like it was her birthday yeah at um what 12th and Porter I think it was I think it was still 12th and Porter it's closed down now right 12th and Porter yeah
1: I used to play there and well can you can confirm
0: 12th and Porter's gone it's, it's like, right, well, kind of, it's kind of there or whatever. But anyway, it was, it was a free show is this band called King Billy. I don't know if they're, I don't even know if they're still doing their thing. No, but, um, Dang. yeah, anyway, it was a free show. And I was like, is that Taylor Swift to my friend? Like, yeah, I think it is. And this was like before she was like really, really blowing up. So yeah. I, I had hardly even know what she looked like, but yeah. I was like, Hey Taylor, can I get a picture of
1: you, you? I used <laughs> to randomly sure. run into her all the time. <laughs> And I haven't seen her in years now, but after that video, I ran. I would run into her and her mom like just walking around down here, and I'd be like, oh, hey, what's up? But I haven't seen her in a while, so it'd be cool to catch up. <laughs> that
0: and, you would know, be cool. And make some music.
1: It'd be well, sick.
0: Taylor Swift, if you're listening to Notable Asheville right now, write uh, with Tucker. So. <laughs> uh, but hey, I want to hear another live tune. You want to play another one for us?
1: Absolutely. Let's do it.
0: All right, sweet. What's this one called?
1: It is called Tragic.
0: Tragic. All right. Any backstory um, before you play?
1: This was like, I was tired of crying over the situation and it's just like, you know what? Sometimes you take a step back and you look at the person for who they are and you're like, God, you're just tragic. There's nothing I can do about you or for you. And, you know, I got to go. Okay. You're a mess.
0: Well, I'm excited to hear it. (laughs)
2: Jumping a conclusions and the shit just hit the fan. Ooh, I'll never understand how you acting like your actions got no consequence. Yeah, yeah. 10 out of 10, pop a couple Xanis like the doctor recommends. Let me count to 10. I'ma walk away from this so I can clear my head, because I don't want to fight with you again. Not again, oh not again Cause I don't wanna have to let you win Nah, nah, not, not again Yeah, yeah, why's it gotta be like that? Why you gotta act so dramatic? Why's it gotta get so bad? Why you gotta be so tragic? Why's it gotta be like that? Why you gotta act so dramatic? Why's it gotta get this bad? Why you gotta be so, always gotta be so tragic? Oh, yeah, you're just so tragic. Oh, yeah, you're just so. everything's falling apart, show who you are. Hate it, it's not a good look for you, darling. Take it too far and then you break it. I don't wanna have to let you win. Nah, nah, not again. Yeah, yeah. Why's it gotta be like that? Why you gotta act so dramatic? Why's it gotta get this bad? Why you gotta be so tragic why's it gotta be like that why you gotta act so dramatic why's it gotta get this bad why you gotta be so always gotta be so tragic oh yeah
0: Thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville Podcast, broadcast from Acme Radio Live right in the heart of downtown Nashville. Check us out on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And if you like it, you can also support this podcast on Anchor by clicking the link in the platform that you are listening on. Hey, until next time, thanks for listening to Notable Nashville Podcast.